The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk a little bit about pensions. There's a new study out today. 40% of Irish people without a pension have delayed starting one due to the swelling cost of living crisis. Apparently, Bernard Walsh is head of pensions and investments with Bank of Ireland. He's with me in studio. And joining me as well is Ireland's former pensions ombudsman and, of course, leader with the Retirement Planning Council of Ireland, Paul Kenny. Uh, gentlemen, you're both very welcome to the show. Um, P- Paul, it strikes me, I mean, that, and I'm not dismissing people's concerns, but cost of living may just be the latest excuse. There's, there's always a reason a lot of people in Ireland don't seem to be paying into a pension. Is that a fair criticism? I think I think it is true, yeah. But the the thing is, it is just the latest in a whole series of uh, issues that confront people. I mean, the fact of the matter is that the younger generation now uh, is faced with a whole lot of different problems, problems that my generation didn't perhaps have to face in, in the same way. So uh, they're trying to save for a deposit to see if they can get themselves a house. In the meantime, they're probably paying rent. Uh, the cost of living is going up. And they're probably um, putting off getting married um, for, for longer um, simply because it, everything is going to cost so much. And so um, pensions just fall down the list, uh, even though uh, pension saving is absolutely the most efficient kind of saving you can do. Uh, and I, I mentioned Bernard Walsh in Bank of Ireland who's with me in a moment we're going to talk to him about how efficient it is and, and different savings options and what people can and can't do but uh, from a societal point of view Paul I mean what, what is the consequence of, of figures like that 40% of people not paying into a pension if the model the system we have is predicated on kind of you know people having a mortgage paid when they retire at 65 and then a pension kicks in that um, back in the day when I was uh, getting a mortgage and all of that kind of thing, there was tax relief available on your mortgage interest. There isn't any more. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that have changed over the years that have uh, taken more out of people's pockets uh, than used to be the case. And so um, the the thing about the the survey that was out today and that uh, shows these numbers of people deferring pension saving and all of that. There's a lot of imbalance in that because if you look at the public sector, uh, they're pretty well pensioned. And uh, the people who haven't got pensions are mainly in the private sector and in certain sectors of the private sector. Uh, So, for example, you have hospitality, um, agriculture, things like that, uh, where uh, people are perhaps on lower rates of pay and just don't have the capacity to save. Now, it means that uh, there will be more and more people reliant on the state pension contributory when they get to retirement age. Uh, And I was just reading in one of the British newspapers the other day uh, the fact that an awful lot of people in the UK are actually working on well past state retirement age because they feel they have to. One would imagine the same thing will happen here, won't it? Again, if we have a, a system... Or, or we have a situation, uh, Paul, wherein people are, are getting married later, they're having children later, they are saving for their pension later, they're saving just for a rainy day a little bit later, all are getting pushed down the tracks, they, they're getting the mortgage later. It, it, but the retirement age, the official retirement age, isn't being pushed any later, or certainly it's 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 at not being pushed later at the same uh, pace. Uh, incentive politically to, to, to push the retirement age out. And of course, last year they introduced the interim payment at 65 uh, which is the equivalent of job seekers' benefit um, to tide people over who were perhaps 
forced to retire at 65 but weren't going to collect a state pension until 66. And the uh, plan to uh, push the retirement age out to 67 and ultimately 68 has fallen by the wayside as well, uh, simply because politically it's not feasible. And yet, um, because people are living longer and so on, and people are living healthier for longer, it probably would make sense to extend the retirement age out. Uh, I mentioned Bernard Walsh who's with us uh, as well, the Head of Pensions and Investments at Bank of Ireland. Bernard, uh, Paul mentioned how efficient a savings vehicle pensions are. Give us a sense of that. Yeah, it's probably one of the few really good ways of saving at the moment. The downside of it is you've got to wait till you retire to get your money out. But at its most basic, if you're a top rate taxpayer and, you know, the bans are so wide nowadays that a lot of people come into that trap. If you put €100 into your pension, it costs you 60 that's at, a, at its most basic. If you're uh, paying tax at 20%, it'll cost you 80 to put in 100 euro into your pension. So, you know, it's a really good way to get your money working for you. Um, I mean, figures like that, they're probably not surprising to you, are they? 40% of people delaying this decision. I mean, what, what, can you give us a sense of the, the demographic or the age profile that are coming in to, to people like yourself looking to start a pension, probably older than they should be? Yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody, as Paul said, is, is delaying a lot of, you know, decisions, to, delaying starting. It's very easy to delay starting something. The lucky ones are those that are going into a job where somebody, an employer says to them, you know, would you like to join the pension scheme or just sign here? But, you know, the, the group that are probably most under threat here are those that are in, you know, the, if you want to use the phrase, the gig economy, those that have to do it for themselves, the self-employed, you mentioned farmers as well, um, that they don't have a HR department that is going to deal with it for them. Yeah. And um, like they're missing out on the later, the consequences of delay are huge. Um, and even being able to start and maintain a smaller amount um, and benefit from not just the tax relief going in, but your money grows tax-free as well. And the ability to get growth upon growth can have a huge impact on your outcomes. And I assume uh, as well people who are in the gig economy or precarious employment that the the danger is they might start then they stop they start again because you know income fluctuates whereas somebody maybe who does have you know your standard uh, 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 contract of employment um, they might be slow starting but once they start they probably stick with it. Most of them do and you know, one of the things I'd suggest to people is you know, try and take advantage of as many people contributing to your pension as possible. So if your employer will match your contributions, try and see and take full advantage of that and the tax breaks. It just makes that journey much, much easier. But, you know, the great thing about the system does allow that flexibility. Start when you can you know, stop if you have to. But I would always encourage people, try and keep something going into the system for as, for as long as you possibly can. And, you know, we did see people here saying, you know, in the survey, you know, referring to stopping contributing, try to keep something going as, as, as best you can. Is the temptation as well as people get older and they realise, God, I've missed the boat, I really should have been putting money aside, is that they, they may be they plough money into a, a, a more risky investment. They think, listen, you know, I've, I've putting it into a pension at this stage, I'm not going to get the rate of return I need to retire. I might lose big on this, but I could win big as well. Yeah, look, there, there is that risk. The only good thing is the system. I'm not necessarily put, they put it on a horse, but you know what I mean? They, they, they <laughs> well, might plough it into property or something like that. They see things like, you know, 1% a month appreciation rates and property values, and they think, I'll do that. They, 
there's always that risk but the good thing the system does is there are age related maximum amounts so it's, it gets even better for you as you get older people nearing retirement can put it up to get ta- full tax relief at up to 40% of their salary and the other thing is they don't have to wait as long and usually you know as people are getting older maybe their mortgage may be paid down hopefully the kids are no longer on the payroll hopefully <laughs> uh, if that actually does ever happen um, but hopefully what that means is they might have a bit more disposable income and they can start to ratchet up a bit even if they've had to ease it down for a few years And and Paul is still with us Paul Kenny the former pensions ombudsman Paul, Paul given what we're talking about in the context of it and this problem of people not having a pension the amount of them do you welcome the plan to move towards an auto-enrolment system? Well, auto-enrolment, it's, it's coming very late. I mean, we, we should have started this years ago when Bertie Hearn was negotiating with unions about large pay rises and so on, because that's what they did in Australia. They actually um, agreed to forgo an element of a pay rise and have it put into pension saving instead. And we missed that boat. But now it's coming, and it means that uh, people will be automatically put into a pension scheme if they're, if they're not in one already. Um, and they'll stay there for a while, and they will then have to opt out um, if, they, if they don't want to continue their pension saving. And what that relies on is inertia, that people will forget that they will just put it off. Um, just as they're putting off starting a pension now, they may put off finishing a pension uh, by, by taking the opt-out. And that's what they're hoping uh, will be the effect of auto-enrolment. But, you know, there is another factor as well, because Bernd mentioned the gig economy. And, you know, a- another uh, factor that I've seen certainly over the years, and it used to be rife in the construction industry, and I'm not sure whether it is still, but in certain other industries, and particularly elements of the gig economy, people are being forced into bogus self-employment because employers want to dodge the the contribution that they would have to make in terms of PRSI. Now, if people are going to start dodging PRSI, they're not going to be enthusiastic about paying ordinary pension contributions either. Um, uh, uh, Bernard, before you go, I know it's a busy time of year for you as well in terms of investments, isn't that right? Absolutely. I, I suppose there is a deadline coming up. It's the middle of November and it's when a lot of, you'll hear a lot of ads on the radio. It's because people tend to put money aside this time of the year because you can put some money in this year to reduce your tax bill from last year. So you effectively can get a tax refund on your money. And again, back to the tax breaks, you know, you put in €100 Euro and you get 40 of that back. But the thing I find when we talk to people about this, is they want us to make it simple for them, make it accessible and make it understandable. And that's it at its most basic. You can get some money back on the tax that you've paid. And there are very few deals like that out there at the moment. So from here to the middle of November, there's a, there's a decision to be made if you can afford to put that money aside. Bernard, listen, thanks a million for coming into the studio. Bernard Walsh is Head of Pensions and Investments at Bank of Ireland and Paul Kenny is uh, Ireland's former pensions ombudsman and of course he is a course leader with the Retirement Planning Council of Ireland. Now speaking of money... The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.